fist pump paused from RJ Toppy because of the college football kegger. The number the same fist pump ability. Yeah. <laughs> with this song. I, I like your pump speed there, though. You like that? Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, that's I like a more like deliberate. Every now and then, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like the deliberate nature of your pump. How about uh, Jane Slater reacting to yesterday's innuendo with Derek Holland's pork butt? We were talking about, Bobby was talking about uh, eating Derek's butt and enjoying it. And Jane, like, tweeted back, um, she said, never tried it. A lot of friends did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cool points there with Derek Holland. Final hour, hump day edition. Okay. Here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. College football rule changes that we need to know about. A lot of people are focusing on baseball uh, with spring training in Surprise, Arizona. The radio station flying out in a matter of days on your home of the Rangers in case you're flipping around the radio and did not know and you love baseball. We are your home for Rangers baseball. So everyone focuses on the baseball rule changes. Bobby, what about college football? So Sports Illustrated had this on Monday. College football commissioners are considering four changes to shorten games. And we'll see if uh, if these get our approval here. They include proposals that call for the clock to continue to run after first downs and incomplete passes. The first suggestion, according to high-ranking college football leaders that they're reviewing, two of them are, are receiving a lot of support. Number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, so no more back-to-back timeouts to ice a kicker. It's fine. I'm cool with that. Two, no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. The down would be clock starting the next quarter. So this isn't end of the half or end of the game. This is just... Instead of making another play with zero seconds left on the clock in the first or third quarter, it would just start with 15 minutes left in the second or fourth. So they're wanting to speed things along. A little bit, They yeah. want to decrease these game times. College football games are too long. They're they're too long. They're, they're four and a half to five hours. It's too much. Five-hour games? I, I went to a five-and-a-half-hour Tennessee A&M game in 2016 in, in College Station. 2017, something like that. It was five and a half hours long. Now, it went into overtime, but college overtime is nothing. No game should be longer than a five-hour energy drink could last you. No hmm. game should be more than three hours, to be honest. While those are considered to be incremental changes that will save only a fraction of time, the other two are more significant. Third proposal, garnering wide support. The clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside of two minutes and a half. I love so, it. So, last two minutes of the second or fourth quarter, clock stop- only stops then for a I- first down. I don't. I don't like uh, the 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 college rule where you get a first down and the clock stops. Yeah, stupid. That's too beneficial to the better team. You will we, upsets don't that, that extends the game. The more plays, the more chance Alabama has to win because their talent shines. You want more upsets. You want college football to have more parity. Shrink the game. Also, and I mean, you 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 want to shorten the game. Stop stopping the clock after a first down. Keep the thing going. Yeah. It, it, that, I, I always hated that. Well, and it stops until, sorry, the ball's spotted. Yeah. Right? It's, it's yeah. Not, yep. It's not until, like, the next play. So it's only a couple of seconds. Which I still. think is reasonable. Like, the clock is running before you're, you're even able to, to, like, call, like, snap the ball. Like, I don't hate it. I mean, I when, think you it's know, fine. when you make a basket in, in basketball, the clock run in the NBA, the clock stops at college in the final minute. But, like, you know, it, the clock runs until you the make final a basket minute. until the final minute. Yeah. I mean, the clock runs. The fourth most controversial proposal, and if they implemented this, 
I I don't know. This might ruin college football for me. The clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. So an incomplete pass, clock doesn't run, but as soon as they spot the ball, the clock starts up again after an incomplete pass. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. That's a bad one. That, that's the that's the bad one. Of the Just make ones. it like the NFL. Why why are we why 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 are you being so difficult? Like, just make it like the National Football League. The only thing I would change about the NFL in terms of the clock, I hate the moving forward, the Dalton Schultz play. Now, that was Dalton's stupidity, but if you're out of bounds, the clock stops. I give you credit. You don't have to go forward. I don't care if you're backwards. If you're out of bounds, you're out of bounds. Uh, And then in college football, change the rule to where you are down even if untouched. I hate that. It came to play that I remember the Michigan TCU game, but it's going to cost someone like a game when someone stumbles, breaking off a kickoff return or a punt return or breaking free for an 80-yard catch, and they fall down and can't get back up and get into the end zone. I hate that rule. I don't mind them changing that. I would not want them to change the two feet down on the out-of-bounds. I do. Well, it's college. Not only, like, that, that, like, that, that takes NFL skill at times. These college kids, I mean, most of these college kids aren't playing the NFL Give them a break. It is, like, a, it is a breeding ground for the next level. It though. is. It is. But not everybody is at that level. Like, like 2% are at that level. Like, like give the other 98% a prayer. I'd like to keep the two feet. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it, but I like to keep two feet in, in college. No one, when they're practicing, right, like out here in the backyard, no one practices. We all do the Chris Carter tiptoe, tip-toe. leaning, right? No one, no one practices. I mean, just keep it the same. Keep it uniform. But I'm not going to fight you on it. Is that it? They say that a running clock after a first down would eliminate about seven to nine plays per game, and a running clock after an incomplete pass would eliminate almost up to 20. So you're talking about <laughs> eliminating 30 plays a game if you implement those two. Now, look, that w- again, that would that would help with the upsets. It would yeah. help. But I think it would eliminate. I think eliminating the first down clock stoppage would eliminate way more than seven to nine plays a game. I mean, they're talking about a pitch clock saving 30 minutes a game. Because you know, over three years, over 8,000 baseball games in the minor leagues, the 20-second pitch clock saved an average of 26 minutes per game. Now, that probably wouldn't happen at baseball in the major league level because they have more commercial timeouts or longer ones anyway, maybe. Uh, so, you're, what, you're talking about 15 minutes? My That's brain tough. just can't wrap around. You know, some things are just so foreign you can't accept it. I, I can't do running clock off an of incomplete pass. I no, just, that's, that's I just very can't. flag football. Yeah, All right. I think that's terrible. Those, is that it? Yep, that's it. All right, that's it for the college football rule proposals. Uh, they came out on Monday. Do we have any idea? I mean, seriousness of these passing, when they have to pass, probability. Uh, yeah, so it's said that this is something that won't be taken up for several weeks, uh, but that this is something that if it was approved, it would take place this fall. Dion Sanders telling Rich Eisen... What he looks for in his recruits. We have different attributes. Smart, tough, fast, discipline with character. Yep. We're looking at now, now quarterbacks are different. Yeah. We want mother, father, you know, dual parent. Mm-hmm. We want that kid to be three, five and up because he's got to be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad decisions off the field uh, at all mm-hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. It's so many different attributes and what we look for when we see a quarterback. And you would love a coach's son. Somewhere that the coaches coached him, and I'm not going down my road. I see you smiling because I, right, I know I know who, you're, I know my, who your quarterback is he's right now. About my son. Like, <laughs> I didn't just build a template for my son, but that's what really we look for in quarterbacks. Different positions are different. 
like 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 old Lyman. I look for dual parent homes, right. a strong father that they adhered uh, to, right. Um, smart kid, three at least three three. And above. You're also describing Hurts. Yeah, it's tough. Well. I mean, uh, physical. I mean, offensive line. My defensive line is totally opposite. What do you mean? Single mama. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Trying to get it. Uh, he's on free lunch. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. Like, mama barely made the flight. Trying to get out the mud. And I want him to just go get it. I, I, it's a whole different yeah. attributes that you look for in different positions. And we have that stuff just chronicle. We know what we want and we go get it. Woo! So Dion taking it to the parents and the home structure in order to separate what he wants at quarterback, offensive line, and D-line. And we were really surprised this thing did not blow up. Uh, but now when I sit there and just search Deion Sanders, I see USA Today. Dion's belief about single-parent families is absurd and hypocritical. Fox News. Deadspin, of course, was going to have a problem with this. MSN. Uh, they all have Deion Sanders in the headline here. I, I mean, listen, it's, you know, his own son, who's the quarterback of his team, is in a similar situation. Like, we looked it up. That's It's, it's Deion Pilar's son. Right, it's like it, it's. Unless you're right, yeah, which you referenced at, earlier, where he just means I want the parents there. They don't have to necessarily be together right. and growing up yeah. together. And that's and that, that's why, you know, like, you know, Dion's parents split when he was two. Uh, you know, so like Dion comes from a, a, a home, like my kids do, where they, you know, that they they have two separate residences that they live. You know, he can he can recruit who he wants. That's the thing. He's he's the GM of this program. And he's going to take the criticism for recruiting who he wants and how he wants to do it. I, you know, I, I think it's really, really uh, shameful to to blame a kid for not having the same upbringing that Tom Brady had or Peyton Manning had. I think it's it's like you know it's not it's not his fault. Whoever that player is, but if, would, if, but, if mom or dad isn't in the child's life, that's not the kid's fault. Yeah, but would you? I don't think that's really the point. The point, the cutthroat point is. Do you think there's likely to be a difference between one versus the other? Some, sometimes, sure. I, I, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer had both parents. Like you know, there, you could find examples of kids that grew up in 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 homes where there's no mom or dad that sure. turned out to be great. And I think you could find examples where you had both parents there. Okay. Um, and- so you're totally dismissing Dion's uh, approach. Zero has it has zero impact. Or advantage the way he does it. I think it's dumb. I think you're you're alienating. Like you're you're gonna miss. I mean, sure. Like, is there a percentage chance that doing things this way leads to a uh, a, a better upbringing? Sure. Uh, does it matter? I, I don't know. I mean, you, you gotta. I think you can't generalize like that. You gotta interview each kid. You know, to say that you just eliminated them without even talking to them, that's a problem. I don't know if he's saying that. I don't no, know. He's not, yeah, he, I mean, I don't know. Like that Kyler either. Murray, if Kyler Murray's parents weren't together, I don't know their situation. And he was coming out of high school. I think Dion would take Kyler to play quarterback. So, I I, so I'm yeah. just talking about like, I think he's trying to say what his preferences would be. I get it. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't feel as harshly against it as as you do. Yes, stereotypes exist. Some are true and some are not true. Um, is it crazy to think that? the leader of your program um, would be more likely to do so or capable 
coming from a stronger family background. I don't think that's an insensitive or crazy statement. Of course, it can happen in other ways, obviously. But I'm not I'm not killing Dion for this, Bobby. Are you? I'm not killing him for I do think it's a little to just assume like or, or not to assume. And he's obviously he kind of chuckled there at first when he said the thing about the defensive lineman. But when you say, this is what I want. I want the mentality yeah. from defensive lineman that he's he's got to get out of his misery and, and you know, this he's got to save mama. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is talking about basically he, he wants poor kids. You know, I want the free lunch kid. Like, that's what he's saying that he wants. Okay, Micah Parsons, who's an edge rusher and is one of the most intense players in the NFL and one of the most competitive players in the NFL, he grew up with his parents in the house and, and uh, you know, having loving parents. And he's, that's against what, Dion had just laid out there. So I think it is more like what Chop said, where it's like, just evaluate their level of intensity and don't just go, well, he must be intense. He grew up poor and his dad wasn't around. That's where it's a little like, okay, dude, that's, I get you're probably well, joking. I, to an he's extent, saying but, I want an accountant at quarterback and I want a savage animal yeah. playing defense. That's what, I mean, that's what he's kind of saying in terms of the attitude and the temperament. Why does he want the dual parent, like, accountant mentality blocking the savage though because he said on offense he wants same he wants thing a, he dual wants a higher wants GPA for the O-line right no he said 3.3 for I thought 3.3 for QB 3.5 3.5 for quarterback 3.3 oh. for O-line but a lot of people tell you O-line is one of the more like is usually one of the more higher IQ well positions. isn't he saying that with a 3.3 he said 3.5 for quarterback and 3.3 for O-line mm-hmm. okay so what is your question I'm saying why does he want the like quarterback the same type generally that he said he wants for the quarterback he wants that blocking the unrestrained animal on defense that's what i'm saying i'm saying why would you not want similar things in the trenches regardless because i think offensive line i think we associate with having to know more assignments Mm -hmm. having to communicate more and not just go that's what we hear about d lyman d uh, defensive coaches go get the quarterback that's it Go sick them versus an O-line center. No one ever compares a D-tackle intelligence to a center. Uh, Left tackle, knowing, communicating, pulling. That's why he wants that. I mean, there was an era where the center made the calls. Like the... Sure. I mean, a lot of centers still do. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I I can't imagine, like... a quarterback not making the calls. I know that doesn't happen, but I just can't imagine. I mean, they happens. call a lot of the protection, yeah. Uh, which I mean, some quarterbacks, are, but yeah, the the center will call a lot of the protection. I don't know. Demarcus Ware is a really high IQ player. You have to be high IQ, I think, to be able to to know how to set up a rusher and do those things. So I think it's similar. So that's prime time on what he's recruiting. Let's see what the Tolos think. Chip Kelly with some life advice for every student and teacher listening. And a DFW sports owner calls out the media in the Metroplex. Is he right? Next on The Fan. Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece coming up at 940. That Dion topic got Brian Broaddus to call me in the commercial break. So he was fired up with an opinion about that. Tolo reaction before we move on to Chip Kelly with maybe life advice. And then this uh, DFW sports owner calling out the media. People offended by Dion saying that he is kind of looking for dual parent Households when it comes to his quarterback and his offensive lineman. When it comes to D lineman, he wants uh, he wants the the single moms, the free lunches, and more of that desperation. Uh, you know they're they're kind of all over the map. Uh, you know from the nine three six wherever, wherever that is. Uh, Dion's been around players in the locker room at every level throughout his life. Maybe you've seen a pattern with certain personality traits and home backgrounds. Uh, LeBron James comes from a single parent home. Uh, you know, with mom Huntsville area. 
Nagadochis Huntsville, okay. 936. All right. Um, what he's saying is offensive players need to be smart. Defense doesn't have to be. Yep. Um, you know, those kids can play somewhere else then. Uh, I like Dion's transparency. Uh, let's see. Scheme is harder on offense than defense. So does that make sense? Yep, it is. Right. Dion's an idiot. Can't believe he gets away with these comments. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Thank you on the truckwreck.com text line at 877-881-1053. How about Chip Kelly speaking at a coach's conference? And I was like, huh, I wonder, forget about this as just sports advice. How about how about for bosses and employees out here? You're dealing with a TikTok generation. You don't have to agree with that or whatever. They are. They learn in short bursts. That's it. There's a professor at the University of Washington named John Medina. He wrote a book called Brain Rules. He said no class should be longer than a half hour. You know why? Because they don't pay attention. So we don't meet very long. But again, that preparation part, our coaches are unbelievable at their presentation and how they present them, and they keep the players engaged. Education is the transportation of knowledge. Can I transport my knowledge to him so he knows that we can go out in the field and we can go? Because it doesn't matter what you knew. It matters what they know. And if they can't, if you keep asking questions and checking for understanding and they don't know, then maybe you're running too much. Maybe you got too much in and you got to simplify things a little bit. One of the best decisions you can ever make as a coach, that's a great play, but I don't know if we can handle it. So let's not put it in. And if you want to put something in, I learned this from Joe Paterno and Franny Gantner a long, long time ago. It's been safe. That's a great play. You want to put it in? What are we taking out? They're what? What are we taking out? I'll put it in. Tell me what we're taking out. Well, I like that play too. Okay. What about that? Now I like that. How many can they handle? Uh, I, I think it's brilliant. It you have you cannot teach, and and you know, not everybody's the same. We've always said you can't boss somebody the same. Yep. Like you can't. Everybody's different, right? You got to coddle some people. You got to really step on others' throats. Um, and, and and you can't teach everybody the same. When I was a kid, they used to just get up in front of class and just talk, lecture, take notes. They don't do that anymore. They've done studies that kids don't learn that way anymore. You have to adapt to them. They don't have to, you have to adapt to, to how they learn. Do you know? Trivia question, Sean. What is the average human attention span? Uh, I have no idea. Average human attention span? I'll say it is two minutes. Bobby? <laughs> is that just in order to be able to focus on one thing without outside distraction? It, it just the average human attention span. They say men think about sex every seven seconds, so I'll say seven seconds. Peyton, You're close. Peyton, what do you think? Hmm, Average you know, attention I'll, span, I'll, if you were even paying attention. I'll go 20 seconds. 8.25 seconds is the average human attention span. The average goldfish attention span is nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do they know that 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 that's the goldfish attention span? I, I mean, there's... there's. I just make it up. Like, yeah. the, Are they staring at the piece of food floating in the bowl? I'm sure they have brain wave things going up on top of your head that, you know, you'll think about something else. Eight, eight seconds average attention span? Like, so my ex-wife's a teacher. She's like, we teach them basically seven-minute increments. We'll teach for like five minutes, seven minutes, and then they do group work. Wow. And that's that's just how they teach now. Uh, they, they have adapted to um, the, the way kids learn. And the way kids learn is, you know, my kids don't watch sporting events. They watch YouTube shorts uh, about the game. Does it say, like, what the attention span was? 30 years ago. In the year 2000. The year 2000. My it was gosh. 12 seconds. It's 23 years ago. It was 12, 12 seconds. seconds. So in 20 years, it has, dropped, it has dropped uh, 25% in 20 years. So we can change the topic on this show every eight seconds. Yes. Yeah. 
Sweet. I'm like, do we have higher attention spans? We're forced to talk show hosts in this profession have higher attention spans. We all have to pay attention to each other in 15 minute increments. I, I mean, ideally, ideally, ideally you would, but uh, you know, this is, this is like you ha- he's coaching to the play. This is, we always say this about coaches. Why do you not scheme to the players you have instead of force the players you have into the scheme that you run? Yeah. Well, this is the same thing. Why do you coach to players you don't have? You don't have players, so he keeps his mean short. You don't have players who could sit through <laughs> uh, 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 an hour-long meeting. Yeah. You have players who could sit through a, sit through a 30-minute meeting. So, so when why you guys are, diminishing returns? When you guys are talking to your kids, after 45 I seconds, text them. are you telling me that they just, like, start looking somewhere else or just start ignoring you? Like, how does that work when you're talking to your kids? I'll, I'll give you an example of me talking to my kids. Bobby, you may have the same thing. Okay. Hey, Luke, can you take the trash out? Hey, Luca, can you take the trash out? Luca, you take the trash out? At this point, his head has not moved. And he's in the same room? He's four feet from me on the couch. His head has not moved. Yeah. And then I got to get in front of him, lower my head, grab the the front of his hair, and kind of pull it up so his (laughs) eyes hit me. And I say, do you mind taking the trash out? (laughs) Okay. So you know what he does then? Nothing. <laughs> that, that sounds like an elite attention span. Like he's locked into whatever he's looking at yeah. and has no time yeah. for you. And then eventually he'll do it. But like. Uh, See, I'm like, is that disrespect versus attention? I know. Ignoring, like not taking it seriously versus attention span. So when I sure, wouldn't. I'm sure some of it is. When I wouldn't respond right away when I was growing up, my mom always had this dumb line that I hated. Where it's like, if I didn't hear her. She'd she'd get mad at something I'd said, and I said I didn't even hear you. Like legitimately, I didn't hear you. She would say you should be in tune to the sound of my voice. It's mm. like that is an unrealistic expectation, lady. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. My kids. The funny one is Kristen will call them like up front, like time for dinner. She'll be like Addison, Laura, Addison, Laura. She'll call them a couple times, and then if she's called them twice, it's like this unspoken agreement. The third time, I will go, girls, and they go, yes, ma'am. Because they heard the first two and they didn't move, and then they heard me call for them because it wasn't yes, sir, when they hear my voice. When they hear my voice, they go, Yes, ma'am, come it. They just were blowing her off for the first couple times. Uh, right. So thirty nine percent of Americans have forgotten one basic piece of information or lost one everyday item in the past week. Say that again. Thirty nine percent of <laughs> Americans have forgotten one basic piece of information or lost one everyday item in the past week. Um like the average user picks their phone up 1,500 times a week, taking up an average of three hours and 16 minutes a day. And that's what, whose fault it is. It probably Technology. is. I get crushed for the cell phone by Kristen at night. She's like, you're never home. Like, when you're home, you need to be home. Like, get off the phone. Like, you know, it's women have longer attention spans than men. You need to get that side screen to where, like, it, it, it darkens it. You know, they can't. My brother-in-law had this. You can't see... Like right yeah, now, yeah. right? You can see the stock market mm-hmm. on my phone, right? Yep. But if I had that cover or something, it tints it. That's how you get away with it. Bobby. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an individual's attention span varies depending on age. Younger people have longer attention spans, actually, according to the studies. Uh, it can younger be, have longer? Yeah. Is I that mean, what you just said? That's what it says. Younger people have lo- usually having longer attention spans. 
Uh, external stimuli and activities like watching TV or playing video games can negatively impact your attention span. Obviously, we do that one. Um, you know, like the average audience attention span is eight to ten minutes, which means you should keep your speeches short and engaging to hold your audience's attention. So you go to a speech, I mean, you're in for eight minutes, and then you largely forget things. How is it eight minutes for that? But in general, it's eight seconds. Uh, I, I don't know. I think because you're purposely engaged when you go to like a speech or a class, like you're 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 you're, you're forcing yourself to be engaged. So maybe our segment should be eight minutes long. Have like five, eight minutes. I mean, if it's eight second attention span, we should start measuring uh, AQM. We'll do the average quarter minute. 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com text line to hit us up. And speaking of intelligence or paying attention, Bobby, uh, you had a story about stupid pizza. Uh, Was it a pizza place that was putting a higher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get this one uh, pulled up. This was a pizza place in, I believe it was in... New Jersey? Where's this story? Yeah, just stereotype pizza to Jersey. I, no, I, I'm just saying, I, I believe it. It was there. Hold on one sec. I got to find the actual story now. Uh, here we go. Uh, no, it was Ohio. Sorry, I did stereotype. Uh-oh. Sorry, Chop. Didn't mean to. An Ohio pizza shop is drawing attention for seeking to hire non-stupid people. A pizzeria in Columbus, Ohio, raising eyebrows after advertising a job to hire a specific type of applicant. Family-owned Santino's Pizzeria posted a sign reading, now hiring non-stupid people. The job ad has garnered social media buzz for the tiny shop on the city's southwest side. Santino's didn't immediately respond to comment Tuesday. Most customers laughed at the signs and others were like, eh, that's a little like demeaning to the people. But my thing is, what what how kind you, of worker do you expect for that? This is going to be like... But how are you judging whether they're yeah, stupid to come work in your restaurant? This is fake. This is one of those attention-grabbing This is You're not going to get like Mensa candidates to come apply for... But how do I judge it? Yeah. This is like prime time pizza. This is what Dion would do. Yeah. He would filter you out to come work at his maybe, restaurant. Maybe that's saying you're not actually looking for intelligence. You're looking for a type of person that would go, I want to work somewhere that talks that bluntly. Maybe that's how they're weeding them out. Not necessarily the intelligence, but more like the ideology yeah. that would put up a sign like that. Or maybe they want attention. Knowing that this is going to go viral. Because I mean, who goes, well, I'm not stupid. Or like, oh, I'm stupid. I can't work at Santino's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to know what the test is. Maybe that's the trick. Okay, so you know how they've talked about quiet quitting and people just dropping out of the workforce and stuff like that? Maybe that's their trick to get somebody off the couch to go, well, I'm not a stupid person, so I'll apply for this job. Is that they're they're trying to coax them uh, in. But like, hey, are you smart? You should huh? work here. Yeah. I don't think they're that smart in no, Ohio they're not. to do that. Ohio, wow. Yeah. Shots fired at Ohio and Derek Holland. Let's cross, exactly. Let's cross talk with the KMC Masterpiece. Stars, Mavs, Rangers, and Cowboys media all soft, according to this sports owner in town. Let's ask KMC with Crosstalk next. It is now time for Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece. With Derek Collin. Corey Majors, good morning. What's coming up? Hey, uh, our strikeout sexy. We asked Derek Holland today. Also, at noon, the Tom Guglardi audio is very interesting. And I do want to know from an athlete in the DFW area, mainly Derek Holland, if the fans here and the media here are too soft. And is that our responsibility to be those ones that hold them accountable in that way or and they'd be better on their own. So we'll do that at noon today. Hey, where'd you get that fancy shirt? Oh too, my gosh, 1053thefan.com slash merch is where I got the new KNC Masterpiece shirt. Ryan, are you back there? <laughs> is he even, is he no, he left. He's here. Okay. Oh, did he leave? No, no, he's here. He didn't leave. 
I see him back there. Uh, hey, it's, I like the design. It's nice. I Zooming like, in on the I fan like your cam. shirt, too, Bobby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, by, we, we discussed earlier today. By the way, Sean, if you ever want to if you ever want to get scared, you don't see this. If you ever want to get scared, see Ryan on the freeway. Oh. I have never seen 12-inch tires move like that. Really? I have never seen. This kid is flying lane to lane. He is? He's a demon out there? He's like Alistair Jr. Like, I've never seen anything like really? it. Really? And what is the car he has? Uh, it's one of those like box cars, yeah. like those uh, the squirrel cars, the, the souls or the yeah. jukes or the whatever. I've right. never seen anything like it. Well, he kind of blew up the crosstalk topic with Gallardi. Um, waiting for Kevin's permission to still do it, but let's oh, talk about, let's talk about something. This segment there, is but... in more than two hours. You can talk about it now. All right. Why you, do you need my permission? Usually you go, it's all right. Just do it. It's two yeah, hours go away. Go for it. Oh, it's fine. Stars owner so. Tom Gallardi on Vancouver, Canada, talking about DFW media. They've gone through stretches of this of their eight-year contracts where they haven't, they haven't produced uh, up to the level of their contract. And, you know, these are good guys. When I, when I made those comments during the summer, you know, like a little bit of the issue in a market like Dallas is that we don't have a media that really holds us accountable. Um, <laughs> they do to a point. But our media in the, in the U.S. In, in a market like Dallas tends to be cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think sometimes these guys need a little bit of pressure and, you know, public pressure. Choppy, what do you think? I mean, I, I mean, I think he's he's right. I mean, he is he's, right. He's right. Let's be fair. It's, we're not a hard media. Mike knows. I mean, he played in New York. I mean, there's there's not. You don't. What's your teammate a piece of crap? We had Kobe Lewis on the other day, and I always well, remember this: is I'm pitching for the Mets in '03, and we play interleague. And is Jose Reyes' debut in Major League Baseball here? And we we crush Kobe. We he gives up five or six runs and doesn't make it out of the third inning, and he gets a golf clap after leaving the game. Like, the Ranger fans are just like, yeah, you know what, we like Colby. You know, he's a high he draft pick. He gave it his best. Like, get him next time, buddy. Like, you get things thrown at you, and you're called every word as you're leaving the mound for the New York Mets if you gave up six runs in two and a third innings. Like, it is what it is. And then the media is going to ask, do you belong in the big leagues? Like, <laughs> what were you thinking out there? Like, did you have – did you did you go out last night? Did you – like – what did you like? They're going to ask you all of these things and off of one start on having a bad start. And for the most part, I didn't have the best start here in Texas against Tampa. It wasn't horrible. I didn't even get interviewed after the game. Uh, T.R. Sullivan, Evan Grant, they did, they're just like, look. They didn't interview the starting pitcher? No, because they're like, you threw four innings. You know, you gave up three runs. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. We don't need to talk to them. Like, let's just move on. Like, after every start for the Mets, there was literally. 10 minimum, if not 30 people around you to talk to you. Like, it was kind of yeah. that envi- – that's how the New York environment is. So, there, it is different. Can you rank the toughest to the easiest media that you've played in? For all the teams I play for? Yeah. Um, easiest is definitely ooh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, There's no media there? Yeah. It's like a ghost town. <laughs> um, toughest – I mean, I wasn't there very long, but I could see how – it was was Boston. Boston. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's tough. How about Chicago? That wasn't too bad. San Fran. Do you think it'd have been different bad. if you were with the Cubs? I was with the he Cubs. Was with the Cubs. <laughs> no, hey, I'm a part of your show. Like at least know a little bit. It's good. Way to go there. I thought it was the White Sox. My bad. 
Both? Both? 2019 yeah. and 2017. Dang it. He also Man. played for the Rangers. I did, did you know, know that one. That. I don't know if I'm you knew s- that. I'm sorry, dude. I was here for a All while. All right, so for both of you, um, I'm sure your answer is going to be both, but the harsher media, elevate your game, better pressure for the team to I don't produce. think it, it should never, it shouldn't matter anyway. You have a job to do. You're here to interview me. I got to answer the questions. It's not going to affect whether I pitch different or whatever. It's it's just like people trying to say. But you your know, anxiety, pers- like the dread it, going to your post-game presser, you're like, this is Yeah, but it's, it's part of it. Like, if I pitch like crap, okay, that's my fault. I have to answer to that. And if I pitch good, I have to answer to that. You can't be the type of person that's like, well, when I'm good, I love that they're all over me. And then when I'm bad, they're bashing me. Like, you can't, you can't do that. And to me, that's why it's like, I don't. I don't ever let that affect me. It was like people trying to say, oh, well, he's doing too many impersonations. Or remember, J.D. was getting upset because I'm doing radio interviews. That has nothing to do with me being on the mound. Did you, ever, did you ever get into it with anybody in the media? Like ever like have an issue with somebody? Uh, yeah, I got into it a little bit with Evan Grant because like I showed up to spring training and he was trying to make it sound like I was fat. And I'd only gained like maybe two or three pounds from <laughs> the previous year. And I was like, okay, that makes zero sense. <laughs> How do you ask it? <laughs> Uh, it was just brought up like, oh, you'd look a little bigger, you know. Oh, that wasn't you subtle. You should have said, yeah, it was yeah, like, uh, well, yeah, I'm a unit, man. Like, it was more of a, a fat type of comment. Like oh. it was, it was like a picture of me like running and just saying like, oh, some people just might not have taken this off season serious or something like that. I'm like, oh. wow, wow. Well, here's but the here's caught the you fan. on an inhale, Whatever. didn't he? <laughs> they caught you on an inhale. Yes, that's what happens. Here's yeah, the fan. That. Here's yeah. the fan text. <laughs> Brad Townsend covers the Mavs. He's a mouthpiece. Evan yep. is very good, but he may be too nice to be brutal, except for Derek's waistline, apparently. Uh, he's critical, but not in an aggressive way. Stars don't have good coverage at all. A lot of those who do cover are bloggers or people who are just asking for people to like their sport. People are critical of the Cowboys. Would it be more vicious elsewhere? Can I ask this? For you guys, like, I get it. You know, we cover the Cowboys, the Rangers, uh are we allowed to be negative? I feel like sometimes Uh-oh. we can't give oh, no. a true wow. no. And I'm not trying. If I'm, you can shut me off, whatever. But I feel like sometimes I don't think we can actually give a true opinion because we have to be a homer. Whereas, are you talking about us? No, I'm asking in general as media people right. that are covering this I, team, these these I, teams. You have to be so nice about it. Like you can't actually be like, man, I'm sorry, he stinks. Well, I'll say this from experience. In in 2010. You were committing suicide if you criticized the Rangers at all. The fans were not having it. Yeah. Did not matter who. If Josh Hamilton went over four and struck out three times in a bad spot and you said anything about him, you were getting destroyed. Like you could, they they were untouchable. They were the most. Even I've though. never seen a team in town that was more untouchable than the, the back-to-back World Series Rangers team. We, Thank you. On this. <laughs> On this show, however, the KNC masterpiece, at least, we did create the Holland inning of doom, and there was a moment where Derek would have a moment, and so, but Derek, all he knew, oh, he knew no. that. Uh, that was but, before he went to the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like we we were very critical of the Rangers at that time too in those moments, but it was a lot of fun to enjoy the ride that was going on mm-hmm. at the same Look, time. My answer for this question every time about are you allowed? I just point to the bald guy. With glasses today. <laughs> Anytime someone wants to bring that up, I say, have you ever listened to Michael Bassett right. talk about the Dallas Cowboys? I do think 
And the Mavericks. Anyways, I think Mark Cuban is not happy with me right now. Yeah. I know that for a fact yeah. that not he is fun. not happy with things that I've said throughout this season. Yeah, like if you've ever listened to Bassick, you know that there's no station and mandate. The Rangers, we've gone after their ownership a ton, lack of talent, talking about, you know, them not being interesting until they trade for DeGrom. I mean, now I've worked in a lot of other places where you did have to be more careful, but that's a credit to Jerry Jones. I don't know if the Rangers owners know what we've been saying about them. Cuban <laughs> certainly does, but we don't have a Mavericks affiliation like that, so we don't care. I promise you on the Cowboys front, we've talked about this off the air before. They they like mixing it up. They do. They they like when when we're they they like the tough questions. They enjoy it. Jerry enjoys that. Now I think for Bally TV, they have to go soft. Absolutely. Have to Could you imagine Eckersley on Bally? I don't know what Eckersley does. The, I mean, he says yeah, he's, the, it's terrible. We're good. It's it's brutal. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why the TV network doesn't allow for any type of criticism whatsoever, but you can be much more on the radio. I hate that. Not to insult you all, Mike, but, like, it's just way too generic. Like, don't tell me everything is butterflies and rainbows. That's all. That's that's all Bally. That's what you want? That's what I'm trying to get is, like, it shouldn't be that way. Sometimes you got to be honest. You got to be truthful. Like, I know that I, as he said, I I had those innings. It happens. But you've definitely played with people that you know could handle a certain market compared to New York or Boston, right? Yeah, I know people that can't handle it. Sure. <laughs> and even like for me, like I Robbie Alomar is a Hall of Famer. He's he's one of the three greatest second basemen I think of all time. Um, but he did not like playing in New York. Couldn't stand it. Like yeah. you just have certain personalities that are just like I Joey don't... Gallo. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, he's definitely one. It's interesting that Tom Gillardi is like kind of asking for us to be vicious now. Well, yeah, now <laughs> that now that you're almost toward the end of the Sagan and Ben contracts, which were horrid mistakes, and they have mm. been horrid mistakes mm. at multiple points throughout the. They have Not like Jamie. Uh, no, it has. He's your captain. I know he <laughs> is. Ride it he out. is. That's Aren't great. They like first of the West. You paying up? Yeah, I mean, but it's, our, Captain it's, Ride It Out is the strongest bad. counter to Kevin's point. Yeah, because you're not paying all that money for Captain. It looks better now, but I'm saying there was a two to three year stretch where those were two of the worst five to eight contracts in the it. NHL. What did you spill on your shirt? Oh, oh no! It, I think it was my was it the uh, pork baby? butt. Yeah, it was, it was, was there a piece of my pork butt? Because I, I saw it. You got some of his butt on his chest. I got no, some of his no. butt. Yeah, my butt it's juice sticky. went on your. <laughs> Did you see Jane Slater's reaction? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to react to that online because you got to be so careful with how everything hey, is. She has a great name, personality. Name. As I you're know wearing she a hat would be... that says "I love cart girls." Correct. But yes, thank you, Chop. But the thing is, like. She has a great personality. I can joke with her, and it's yes. okay. It's the people that read it, and they're like, oh, my God, you can't say that. Like, no, that's not how this works. She's okay with it, so it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but, but she's not joking. the comment that she did make, everybody else has had <laughs> some of my meat. That was actually, uh, that was pretty, that was good. She's got hot friends. Gotta give her that. <laughs> I mean, look at her. I'm allowed to say that. I'm, You're I'm allowed. single. We're just waiting. She you, has... You, Smoke show friends. She you knows it. You seem yeah. a little bit uncomfortable. No, I am definitely not. It, You're not? Okay, no, it was so. just, I just didn't know how to respond to her comics. It's like, I could say one thing, and then somebody gets worked up about it, or I can say something else, and it's not a big deal. Welcome to the world, Derek. Yeah, I know. It's 2023. Welcome we are soft. 
S A W F T. The KMC masterpiece is next on 1053 The Fan.